Well, if you're already tired of going all summer without hockey, don't worry. You can get the Preds schedule jotted down on your calendars for this fall and winter. The schedule is out, and today we are going to be breaking down some of the biggest games of the 2023-24 season. It's today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I want to start with a special hello to our loyal Locked On Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys and the support you give us each and every day. I'm Nick Morgan. I am a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. So the Nashville Predators schedule for next season is out. Uh, it's been out for a while. We just haven't talked about it because there's been so much news in Smashville uh, over the past couple of weeks or so. All the trades, the draft, uh, the the free agent frenzy, the Duchesne buyouts, yeah, not to mention prospects camp last week. Uh, so yeah. we haven't really sat and uh, gone through the games and stuff yet, and. Yeah, we haven't had a chance to really analyze what's coming up. And as, as I sat down to prep for this episode, I was like, okay, there is a lot to unpack when we're looking at this season, especially because of where the Nashville Predators are. Like this, this is a little bit of a tricky season to sit down and look at and predict what is going to happen. It, this was an, a, an interesting exercise in preparation for this. Yeah, so we are going to go through and circle the three games we're most excited for. But first, let's talk about the schedule as a whole, because you mentioned where the Preds are, Anne, and they're, you know, sort of a team in transition trying to figure some things out here and there. They're not going to get a lot of time to do that, uh, because no. the first month of the Predators' schedule, holy Woof. Jesus, is that a gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. Like absolute gauntlet. Yeah, you know, the first thing I noticed was the first five games out of the gate for the Nashville Predators. You have five playoff teams, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Boston, Edmonton, and the New York Rangers. Mm -hmm. This is a revenge tour. You've got Tanner Janot, Ellie Tolvanen. We don't even have to know how that's going to go. Yeah. Matias Ekholmback and Peter Laviolette coming back to coach. You know, and, and look, these are teams that if Nashville really is going to try to be a contention team for the playoffs, like these, these are your guys out of the gate. You've got to beat. I mean, right out of the gate, the Predators have to be ready to go. And this is like baptism by fire for this team. Yeah, um, it is certainly going to be strong. And it, it sucks, and because mm -hmm. the Predators – are going to probably want to treat those first couple weeks as maybe an extension of preseason. Right. Bit, you know, where it's okay. You know, we had some guys impress in camp and press in preseason, but how are they going to fit in with this team long-term? Can they keep that going? You saw that last year where uh, the lineup from that, uh, the, the global series against the sharks 
wasn't at all what the lineup looked like a few weeks later once the Predators kind of got going a little bit. Some guys that stepped up and earned spots couldn't keep those spots. You had guys that, you know, like Mark Jankowski that were kind of forgotten about uh, and step in and kind of earn spots like as the season went on. So, you know, especially if you're a team like the Preds who have kind of all these question marks on their roster, you know, you kind of want to do like the Bill Belichick, New England Patriots method, where it's like those first couple weeks of the season. Yeah, they're regular season games. They count in the standings, but you're still kind of using them to figure out your roster. Right. Like, you know, okay, is this person really a fit? And then the Predators are going to want to do that. Yeah. Like, especially because there might be, you know, some younger players coming up. There might be some guys like Kiefer Sherwood and Cole Smith who are trying to quote unquote, you know, prove their worth under Andrew Burnett. Um, And there's, there's just not going to be any room to breathe because all of these teams like Tampa, Seattle, Boston, Mm -hmm. Edmonton, New York Rangers, they're teams that have their ish figured out. Yeah. And they're going to be hitting the ground running these first couple of weeks. Yeah, this is a really tough out of the gate uh, schedule for the Nashville Predators. And you talk about, you know, the Predators have so much to still be figuring out. And it, and it's even things like how are players like Cody Glass and Yuso Parson and, and Luke Evangelista going to do? You know, we saw them at the end of last season, but they are jumping in probably with brand new line mates against, like you said, teams that have their ish figured out. So, you know, is Cody Glass going to be ready to play against the Boston Bruins team? You know, where are these, you know, young players that we want to get more playing time? You know, that stuff, there's a lot of pressure in training camp to get some of that figured out. And, and some of it you're not going to get figured out. And it's a little bit tough to come out of the gate against teams like this. And and it's, I think this is kind of why Barry Trotz is like trying to keep expectations under control because, you know, you're coming out of the gate in in this this whole first month really but you're coming out of the gate in these five games you know expectations these are going to be five tough games to win for the Nashville Predators who like you said I mean they're still going to be trying to figure some things out yeah let's talk about the end of the schedule too because that's the other important stretch run it's funny because what were we saying last year like the end of the schedule was absolutely brutal oh gosh it was so bad um, you know, you look through March and the, the the first instinct I had when I first looked at these games in, in March and April, and it's like, well, at least this is probably going to be easier than last year. Uh, there's not what, like five consecutive back to back weekend games right. or anything like that. Um, you know, there's some interesting games uh, that, that are going to be there at the end of the season, like, you know, Friday, Saturday of the 12th and 13th of April, there's a game at Chicago. And then the next day is a home game against the blue jackets. Yes. Uh, there is a game, like a game against the Winnipeg jets earlier that week, uh, at Bridgestone arena, which, you know, we saw this situation last year, those were the two teams fighting for the last spot. Is that going to kind of be the case again? Um, yeah. You know, you have, you know, some home games against some good teams here and there, you know, uh, against Boston, you have Vegas the last week of March at home. Um, so, I mean, it feels like, you know, at least based on last year's standings, like the teams in theory 
may look a little bit lighter, but it, it's going to be interesting to see where the Preds are that last week and maybe how some of those games impact things. Yeah, that was definitely something that I circled when I was looking at this is that last week, you know, they played New Jersey Devils, the Jets, Chicago and Columbus. Is this going to be a week where the Predators can show that they've gotten some things together over the season? And are those last four or five games or final games against Pittsburgh? Are those games where if they're close like they were last year, this team will have it together to pull something out? And it's not necessarily an easy stretch. You mentioned, you know, Boston and Vegas kind of at the end. But there are some games that perhaps if the Predators have things chawing along nicely, where maybe they could make up ground at the end of the season. So I think that last week, the last four or five games of the season are going to be really important for Nashville Of course, we are speculating, saying that maybe they're going to be in contention then. But I think that finish, there's a little bit of potential there, but it's not going to be easy. The Predators are going to have to have some things together by then. Yeah. And speaking of, that leads me to one more, I think, absolutely critical, potentially franchise-changing stretch that might be on this calendar uh, that we're going to talk about in just a second. Plus, Ann and I are going to pick our three games each that we are most looking forward to seeing on the calendar this year. That's coming up in just one second. But first, I want to mention today's episode are brought to you by our great friends at Athletic Greens and their product, AG1. I have gotten a shipment of AG1 in the mail uh it has become a absolute central part of my daily routine and it's funny because Anna and i have talked about this i was a skeptic i was just like this is just overpriced green powder what is this is this worth the money and then i started trying it and let me tell you after just a couple of days, I could just feel something was a little bit better. Like I wasn't just crashing late in the day. I had better energy. My stomach uh, didn't feel, you know, tight and bloated or anything like that. I felt good. And the more I started drinking it, you know, the more my energy went up, the more healthy I felt, you know, I started the day full carpe diem mode um, and and ended it with with a bang. I was productive all day, no crashing, no zoning out or anything like that. And that is why I drink AG1. So you may be asking, what is this stuff? Well, with one scoop of AG1 in a cup of water, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you get your day started right. It it supports energy, recovery, focus, strength, and clarity. And it's a micro habit that delivers macro benefits. Just about everybody takes care of their gut every single day. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. If this sounds like something you want to try, go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Again, drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out. All right, Ann, uh, one more important stretch on this Mm -hmm. calendar that I want to talk about a little bit, and that is the stretch from February 20 to uh, February 29. 
Mm. I'll see you can do a few games. Actually, I'm going to change that. I'm going to go okay. February 13. Come on. 29. <laughs> yes. That's because these are the last three weeks before the 2024 NHL trade deadline. Yes. On March 1st. 2024 this to me and this is a stretch run that is absolutely going to define i think what barry trot's next move as gm will be yeah i absolutely agree with you and and what's interesting is that it also provides the predators a chance to sort of break a curse that they have had the last couple of seasons because you are coming out of the all-star break. And if you remember the all-star break and kind of getting back into the groove has been a little bit challenging for some of the Nashville predators. Um, So they're coming back February 10th. And like you said, through that, the rest of the month of February, you know, what is this team going to do? You know, uh, you look at UC Soros, who is the backbone of this team. The stretch coming out of the All-Star break was not his best stretch last season. You know, in the five games back, he averaged 883 save percentage. So it takes him a little bit of time to get back in the groove. And that's something the Predators can't afford to have. They're going to need Soros. They're going to need um, Roman Yossi, Philip Forsberg to come right back out of that all-star break and hit the ground running. And I think, you know, what you say puts added pressure on that. Not only do you just kind of want to shake that off, but what happens to this team at the end of February? There is this window between the all-star break and the trade deadline where the Nashville Predators have to know what they have. They have to have a decision about what direction they're going in. They have to know where they are. And you can't sacrifice three, four, five games coming out of the all-star break, getting your groove back to be able to evaluate what this team needs to do at the trade deadline. So I think you are absolutely right. This is such a critical stretch for the Predators, not just for next season, but what does that mean two seasons from now? What decisions are they going to have to make at the end of February that are going to affect this team two seasons from now? Yeah. And and you look at this team and it seems like right now, Barry Trotz is kind of in the figuring out where he is mode. Like we Mm -hmm. talked about this before. This feels like this whole season feels like the, uh, the auditions episode of American Idol. It's not really (laughs) the full American Idol episode. It's just like, you know, a bunch of people singing and trying to impress the judges. Right. That's what this, you know, it feels like. And if the predators are, you know, sort of in the playoff contention, maybe they're like in it. Um, or just, you know, barely on the right side, you know, does Barry Trotz look at this and go, okay, like, sure, let's, let's try to make a run. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe we won't win the Stanley cup. Like we're not going to be a strong contender this year, but who knows? Like maybe we're good enough to be the team that sneaks in and does what the Florida Panthers did last year, where they just go on a run and a lot of things goes right. Um, but on the other hand, what happens if, the Preds are outside or they're just not playing well. And the trots looks at this and says, okay, this needs more work than we thought. And then you look at some of these players, like, you know, on one year contracts, like Tyson Berry, assuming he's still, you know, not Mm -hmm. treated by then you have guys like Alexander Carrier, Dante Fabro on one year contracts. 
Tommy Novak, is he going to have a repeat enough season that maybe he's trade bait for somebody? And the million-dollar question therein, if, if you're still not where you want to be by then, is UC Soros. Oh, no. With just one more year left on his contract after this, is he suddenly back in play? Yeah, I think that is a nightmare scenario, but one that Barry Trotz is going to have to measure depending on what happens with this team. You know, and we talked about the beginning of the season. This team has so much to prove in such a small amount of time. And it's not that the expectations are that they're going to be a cup contender. It's not even that. But they have a lot to prove to figure out what are they, where are they, where are these young players, has the addition of these veterans going to do enough to make a difference. And I hate to say it, but I think you might be right in the sense that, you know, Nashville needs to know by this point what they have and and be able to predict with a little bit of wisdom what they've got going into the next couple of seasons or somebody like Soros could be in play. And that's a nightmare scenario for me. Nightmare scenario, friends. And the reason I say that stretch from, you know, February 13th through through 29 uh, is because of the sheer amount of teams that are on the schedule, Uh, New Jersey, Dallas, uh, and then a, you know, they play St. Louis and then a Western Conference road trip against Vegas, the Kings. Uh, and then they have Ottawa, who should be better in Minnesota. Yes. who's always tough. So these are not easy games. And uh, yeah. it's going to be tough sledding for the Nashville Predators. Um, yeah. One of the things that I noticed, too, when you're looking at the overall schedule are there aren't big pockets for momentum. For this team, you know, there aren't big stretches where you've got three, four, five games in a row of, of against teams that are not competitive. So it's going to be a really interesting season for the Nashville Predators. They're not going to have pockets of time to make up ground. They're going to have to do it game in and game out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about some of the games that you and I are most excited to see. So we've each had three games circled on our calendar the ones we're most excited for doesn't necessarily have to be for like hockey impact reasons or anything Mm -hmm. like that um just games we're excited to see so let's take a quick break and then we're going to do that right after this First, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our great friends at Bird Dogs. If you or the men in your life are looking for shorts that look great and fit comfortably, you have got to check out Bird Dogs. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon shorts, but they fit better. So talk about khaki shorts. Most khaki shorts are made of this stiff, restricting fabric, but Bird Dogs fixed this issue. They invented a cloud knit fabric that looks just as good as regular khaki shorts, but they stretch. So you get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And Bird Dogs uses a special anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long on those hot Tennessee summer days. Look, we have become a bird dogs family. After trying a pair of these amazingly comfortable khaki shorts, my very active son swore these were the comfiest shorts he has ever owned. And friends, this is the child that made me cry going clothes shopping. So high recommendation. Bird dog shorts look great. They fit comfortably. And now he is headed off to college with a closet full of bird dogs. So if you want to look great, have a comfortable fit and not cry when you're going clothes shopping, 
you need to go check out birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. Enter promo code locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL and promo code locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, Anne. So let's go through and circle our favorite games. Uh, what's let's the go. first game you got circled on your calendar? Can I take a guess at what it is? You, I would love for you to take a guess. I, take I think guess. I know. I yeah, pretty, I bet you do. Uh, October 17th at home oh. against the Edmonton Oilers, a.k.a. the return of Matias at home. I just... Can we just take a minute, friends? There are there are a number of games that I'm looking forward to. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I can pinpoint the emotion for this game for me. Um, excited to see Matias Ekholm back here. Excited for Nashville to welcome him back. You want to talk about a player who is going to get such a warm reception. Um, this is a guy who is so beloved. The Nashville Predators uh, fan base, I think, was heartbroken along with me when Ekholm got traded. So I think it's going to be huge to have him back. But also, it's going to feel a little bit yucky, if I'm being honest with y'all, because Ekholm does not belong in an Edmonton jersey. But here we are. Now, I will say this. Edmonton has been a great fit for him. He has really thrived there. He has benefited this team. We've talked about Evan Bouchard has really kind of upped his game since being partnered with him, you know, at um, the media for the NHL awards. I got to talk to Connor McDavid about uh, Matias Ekholm and he's like, look, this guy is great for us on and off the ice, obviously on the ice, huge impact, but he just talks about, you know, his leadership and his presence in the locker room is huge. And while I know that's true, it's a little salt in the wound. Mm -hmm. So am I looking forward to it? Yes. No, it's a little bit like the birth of a child, like yeah. going to be great. Also going to be really horrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, just the, the reaction that he's going to get from the crowd. It's going, going to be, to be huge. Like one, of, one, one of the best returns. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and so I, that was one of the games I had scheduled to. The next yep. one I have, Anne, uh, is November 18th, 2023. Okay. Yes. One o'clock in the afternoon against the Chicago Blackhawks, a.k.a. Mr. Connor Bedard's first game in Smashville. Yes. I, I'm excited for this. A, because, you know, it's the, you know, it's Connor Bedard's debut. You know, there could be, you know, something special there. I think a lot of Preds fans still remember, uh, you know, some, some moments like the Wayne Gretzky, um, you know, trip to, to Bridgestone Arena all the way back in 99. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of hype for Sidney Crosby's first game yeah. in Nashville. And I think this is going to kind of be uh, along the same lines, because I really do think Connor Bedard is going to be a generational talent. Yes. Um, it's going to be a little bittersweet, A, because we're going to be playing this guy a lot uh, over the next two decades. Yeah. Uh, and number two, it is going to be interesting to see the reaction the Blackhawks get. Uh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of Blackhawks fans. I know that. Yes. But with, with all the, I think, saltiness over, you know, what happened to the draft lottery and stuff like that. 
Oh, mm. how are Preds fans going to react whenever Connor Bedard is out there? It, this is going to be high emotion in Bridgestone Arena. This is one that I absolutely had circled. Yes, you want to see Connor Bedard. And yes, I think there's just an undercurrent with the Blackhawks in general in Nashville. Um, but I agree with you. I think this is going to be a game where there's going to be a lot of Blackhawks fans. It's a weekend game. They're going to come in town, um, which is the downside of being such a cool city. Um, but here's the other piece that makes me kind of mark this game on the calendar. And that is that it will be Corey Perry oh, in the house. Yeah. So that automatically raises my hackles. So we will be hauling the invisible backpack of hockey grudges, but I agree with you. I think everybody across the league, when Chicago is on their schedule, this is a game that's going to be marked for every single team because everybody wants to get a look at Connor Bedard and to see what he can do. And I think Chicago's going to be an interesting team to watch this season. Like, what are they going to be able to do? And how much can we boo Corey Perry? A yeah. lot, friends. We've talked about it. Like, it's weird. We kind of like what Chicago has done. Yes. Uh, oh. With the offseason. All right. Um, and what's what's another game that you have circled? All right. And this is one I think almost all Nashville Predators fans are going to have circled for a number of reasons. And that is the December 23rd uh-huh. home game Saturday afternoon against Matt Duchesne and the Dallas Stars, my friends. Yeah. Yes. This is going to be a game to watch obviously return of Matt Duchesne. I think it's going to be very interesting to see the reception that he gets. Like, what's your vibe on that? You think it's going to be. It's not going to be. No, no. I think what reception I think he's going to get is different than the, what reception he should get. Yes. I think those are two very different convos to have. Um, but no, I, I I don't foresee the Smashville crowd um, taking at combing him at Duchesne's return. No. Yeah. And here's what I think is going to be very interesting about this game, watching Matt Duchesne. One of the things that you notice as you kind of look back across Duchesne's career is when he is challenged, he steps up. So when he was, Uh, not protected in the expansion draft. He came back and had an incredible season. Um, And I wonder if this is going to be that same thing where he has sort of felt like this move has kind of been a call out. And I suspect Matt Duchesne is going to really want to prove something. And he is certainly going to want to prove it at Bridgestone arena. So this game, I think is going to be interesting. Of course, it's the last game before Christmas, which always has a little bit of extra energy anyway, I don't know quite what to expect from the return of Matt Duchesne, but I definitely want to be there. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, this was a game I would have had circled regardless because it's the last, uh, you know, right. there, we've, we've talked about it before, how cool that the last game before Christmas always is, especially yes. at Bridgestone arena. Yes. I personally have good like memories of games from, you know, kind of going there as like a pre-Christmas treat. And, um, the fact that it's against Dallas who, you know, that's, that's a big rival. That's Dallas. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that it's Duchesne's return. Oh, I mean, perfect that, storm friends. Perfect yeah, storm. That That's a perfect storm 
uh, for sure. Um, yeah. One more game, Anne, that I mm -hmm. have circled on the calendar, and we kind of talked about this earlier, just, you know, the importance of it. Mm -hmm. um, but I have the last home game of the season, Saturday the 13th, uh, against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Not only because, you know, maybe the Preds are still fighting for ground at that point. Maybe, you know, that's kind of their last chance to impress this season. But I'm also really excited to see Adam Fantilli. Oh, gosh, uh, yes. I'm pretty sure should be in the lineup regardless by then. Right. Um, you know, if, if he goes, you know, I think it's still kind of up in the air if he's going to go back to Michigan or not next year. Um, those plans weren't completely solidified. Mm -hmm. uh, but even if he doesn't, if he comes back and, and the season's over, he should be with the Blue Jackets by then. So that's a guy, too, uh, was one yes. of my players in the draft. Um, so, you know, kind of like the Bedard thing, that's another I think it'll be fun game to watch and the last game of the year at Bridgestone arena too. Yep. So it should be, should be a lot of fun stuff to watch regardless. Yep. Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see, gosh, where will the Nashville predators be when they play Columbus that night? I don't know. Who they knows? Are. <laughs> they are in like three months <laughs> or by the end of the day, what yeah. is Barry Trotz going yeah, to do today? More off season trades that that's happen. right. That's that. right. Um, let us know what you guys uh, think about the schedule, what games you are most looking forward to. Let us know. Tweet us at LO underscore Predators or drop a comment on our YouTube page. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. And you can find me on Twitter at AnnK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at penaltyboxradio.com or follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan or threads at NS Morgan. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow with an all new episode. We'll see you then.